Hey guys, Mike, Fight Japan Podcast. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about some of the venues in the Tokyo area. If you're ever planning to take a trip out to Japan and you're a big fan of combat sports, you'll definitely be going through these spots for sure. So we'll get into some places that are kind of like small nightclubs all the way up to the large scale venues and things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy the rough guide to the best places in Japan to watch combat sports. The first one I wanted to talk about today is Shinkiba First Ring. So Shinkiba is、uh, super out there. It's,、uh, it's in Kotoku and it's nearly on the water.、Uh, Shinkiba is a really far flung location, but they actually have lots of small pro wrestling matches.、Uh, Companies like Big Japan, Stardom,、um, other companies like that. And、uh, some of the smaller MMA promotions will occasionally have、uh, fights out in that area.、Um, it's a lumber producing area, so the whole place I actually love a lot.、It、smells a ton like cedar and pine when you get off the train, but it's literally in the middle of nowhere.、Uh, you start to just take a quick walk from the station. And you're walking into a really super industrial area, you feel like you're getting lost, and then all of a sudden there's this kind of like shack in a way that is Shinkiba First Ring, where they have、uh, all of these matches out over there. So it's popular pretty much because promotions can book it for a very, very cheap fee. It's a small arena, I think it, I can't even call it an arena really, it's more or less a hall. It holds a maximum, I would say, of somewhere between five to seven hundred people,、uh, maybe even less. Than that, to be honest with you, but I've seen some pretty incredible matches out there.、Uh, like I mentioned before, Big Japan, some of the death matches that I've seen there are pretty insane. They allow for all kinds of cage matches and jumping off of balconies and trucks and craziness. So, Shinkiba is definitely one of those places, first ring rather, that,、uh, that you might get out to if you do wind up coming through for a trip to Japan and are into pro wrestling. The second one I want to talk about is Korakuen Hall. Uh, Korakuen is probably my favorite of the venues out here. It's almost like a rock nightclub in a way.、Uh, it's the only place in Japan that has had graffiti on it as long as I've been out here. I've been here quite a while.、Um, it's never been cleaned, and it's all MMA pro wrestling themed graffiti. So, you walk up the stairs, and I definitely recommend it's on, I think, the fifth floor in a kind of nondescript looking building nearby the Tokyo Dome.、Uh, but you walk up the stairs, and it's just like you can kind of feel the history in it. The,、uh, the graffiti is 95% in Japanese, but they draw a lot of the,、uh, the fighters' faces. The walls are just absolutely. Cool. There's, there's no other word for it. It's just a really slick place to walk through, and you feel like you're walking into a concert more than a pro wrestling match. But、um, all of a sudden, you get up to the fifth floor. It opens out into what looks like a, a food court area, but then you go into it, and Korakuen is unbelievable. It is、uh, one of the more storied places in terms of、uh, boxing, kickboxing, any combat sport, pro wrestling. All of them have events at Korakuen, and I would say that every single professional wrestling company, as well as、uh, most of the MMA companies, other than、uh, Ryzen, I believe, have had events at Korakuen. 
It's also been used for uh, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali. They had their public sparring session there before they had really big matches at the Tokyo Dome down the block. So it's one of those places that uh, that is it's it's the jumping off point. Uh, you can kind of see the Tokyo Dome very close to it, and I think it's what a lot of uh, a lot of fighters aspire to get their start out in uh, in Korakuen, and eventually uh, earning earning enough uh, time in the sport that they can make it to finally be on the big stage at the Tokyo Dome or one of the other arenas that I'm going to get into in just a moment. So after that, we have uh, Shinjuku Face, uh, and as it says in the title of it, it's in Shinjuku, in uh, Kabukicho, which is uh, what was once a formerly seedy area. It's pretty much now all full of restaurants and bars and places like that. It's uh, it's still got a little bit of sketch going on there, but um, Shinjuku Face is really interesting. It's uh, where Pancrase has most of their fights. Um, I've seen uh, a few other uh, small MMA promotions doing things there. But um, usually, again, it's for uh, pro wrestling. They do concerts there also. But uh, yeah, Shinjuku Face, tiny arena. Uh, probably this one, I'd say under a thousand people can fit in there. It's kind of got more of a nightclub sort of vibe and being right in the heart of, uh, of Shinjuku, there's lots of things to do afterwards. So it's a really good place to, uh, to go to, watch some fights, and then maybe head out to grab some ramen or hit up some bars afterwards. And it's fairly mellow in there. So if you're, uh, if you're looking for a venue like that, it's definitely the most, uh, more central of all the other venues. Um, after face, I would say we're probably moving into the uh, the mid-range arenas. So uh, you've probably heard of it before on a uh, music recording, but we'll get into the Budokan a little bit. So the uh, the Nippon Budokan uh, used to be a lot more uh, frequently used by the pro wrestling companies. Um, it has recently again uh, started to be used by New Japan Pro Wrestling for their G1 Climax tournament, but uh, it's hosted lots of, uh, of different events over the years and MMA fans will probably know it best from the Valley Tudo Japan 95 tournament this was the one that was in Hickson Gracie's choke and it was where of course Hickson made a name for himself in Japan uh, winning the all-day tournament I think he had three matches in the same day uh, the most famous of which was uh, the Yuki Nakai match uh, Yuki Nakai, of course, uh, one of the legends of Japanese MMA uh, in this particular tournament at the Budokan, wound up getting eye gouged in his semifinal match, uh, won the match, and then in an incredible display of heart, wound up continuing on to fight Hickson in the finals. Unfortunately, he lost, but um, he didn't make his injury known uh, to anybody for years. He was actually blinded in one of his eyes from the eye gouge. And uh, yeah, he, uh, he really went on to be an incredible force in MMA. And he's widely respected for his, uh, his show of tenacity and courage in the ring during that uh, the VTJ tournament then. So uh, very, very important arena for, uh, for MMA as well as for, uh, for pro wrestling as well. Um, the, uh, the New Japan has had uh, tournaments over there as well as DDT, one of my favorite matches ever, um, Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi in DDT uh, a few years back now, but um, Ibushi was actually banned from the Budokan for doing a moonsault from the first tier of, uh, of the arena. So uh, moonsault, of course, being a backflip. And uh, yeah, he was not allowed to perform in the building for a very long time, but 
Thankfully, they lifted the ban when uh, New Japan had their uh, G1 Climax there a few years back. So I think after 10 years was what it was, uh, Kenny and Kota fought again in uh, one of, I believe, the semifinals of the G1 from last year. And a phenomenal match. Uh, the arena always has something special going on there. The seats are tiered. A uh, very good view of the ring from all over. In the summertime, though, it is brutally hot. So uh, everybody's fanning themselves, just like it's out of 1950s Japan, except for the fact that there's a booming sound system and uh, very large screen TVs all around the ring. It's really a very, very interesting uh, throwback arena. And it does not look like you are in current times when it's, uh, when it's all going down. Um, also, the other great thing about the Budokan is it's beautiful. It's set in this really lush tropical area right by a, uh, a, a moat actually it goes all the way around it. So it's a gorgeous place to have an arena like this. And um, it's used by the Japanese military. It's used for a lot of uh, Budokan, of course, meaning the uh, it's a sports arena, essentially, so or a martial arts arena, rather. So um, any kind of martial arts events uh, would happen there. Um, judo tournaments, karate tournaments, all kinds of things like that. It is the main place in Tokyo, as well as in Japan, that you're going to see things like this on display. So definitely recommend you checking out the Budokan if you do wind up coming through Japan at all. Um, so after the Budokan, uh, we're going to move on to a couple of other arenas. Again, sticking with the theme that we're kind of at the mid-tier right now, the Budokan can hold about 14,000 people. The next arena I'll get into is uh, Ryogoku. Uh, so Ryogoku is actually the sumo arena. Uh, typically, they'll have the sumo bashos every year there, but in between, it's... Uh, it's got a good amount of MMA matches that come through. Also, uh, Japanese pro wrestling will uh, will go over there as well. But just saw uh, the 1FC uh, fights over there a few months back. And um, it's a another really historic, incredible arena right in the middle of it. It has um, a Shinto style roof right in the middle of the arena. So it's a really kind of epic looking place to have events like this it has a japanese flag always right above that um, and this is another one where it's kind of tiered uh, the interesting thing about ryogoku is that it's very traditional for sumo um, it's the only place that i've ever been to that has box seats and it's not typically what you'd imagine from the west for a box seat to be it's actually uh, a kind of raised um, sometimes tatami sort of area where you're actually sitting cross-legged for the entirety of the fights uh, they each box typically holds at least two to four people and they can be a little bit pricier than the other parts of the uh, the stadium but it's a pretty unique experience because, um, and actually uh, it's a little bit hush-hush, but uh, many people do bring in their own beer and snacks to a lot of these places. Uh, so at Ryogoku, you'll have people almost kind of sitting watching an event, be it sumo, be it wrestling or MMA, and you can kind of sit in these boxes and have a little picnic almost inside of this place. So it's, uh, it's special and definitely a only in Japan type of situation. So, um, as I mentioned, uh, 1FC has had events there. I've seen New Japan Pro Wrestling have events there. It's on the larger side for a lot of the pro wrestling um, companies to really focus in on. So, typically, you're not going to get too many other matches there. And since it is a sumo stadium, um, it is usually packed in for there. Uh, what I would say, though, is especially for Ryogoku 
and um, for the Budokan, those tickets for whatever it is, uh, any any type of event there um, in combat sports are going to sell out quickly because 10 to 14,000 seater arenas, um, they're very small and uh, people really love the stuff going on there. So I definitely recommend to get tickets as soon as possible. Uh, moving on from that, we're going to get into the much bigger arenas, the ones that you may have heard of before. Uh, the most famous MMA arena in Japan by far is the Saitama Super Arena. It has held the vast majority of the pride fights, uh, continues to hold sometimes UFC matches over there. Um, it is a massive, massive stadium. Actually, the fourth largest indoor stadium in the world at 36,500 in its maximum seating capacity. Uh, was just over there for the uh, the two-day back-to-back Bellator and Ryzen event. And the production and the videos and the sound system is just perfect. It's exactly like it was back in the Pride days. You're still getting just absolute goosebumps from Lenny Hart's voice. Uh, the video packages are incredible. It's just the whole place is perfect for MMA. There's no better place in the world, as far as I'm concerned, that is uh, not only configured for it, but um, just set up to watch it in general. It's perfect. I, I love the Saitama Super Arena. Uh, not the most easy place to get there. As I mentioned, It's uh, Saitama is one of the northern uh, suburbs of Tokyo. So it does take about an hour plus to get there, I would say, from, uh, from most places in Tokyo. From Shinjuku, I think it's slightly under an hour, but still there's a transfer so it, it's not it's not necessarily in the thick of things like the other arenas I mentioned but um, definitely uh, one of the more important places and if you're planning to go out there for a large MMA event uh, you'll probably be at the Saitama Super Arena more often than not. Uh, the final one we'll get into uh, the one uh, it's definitely got some some incredible history it is not my favorite place to watch things the Tokyo Dome unbelievable uh walking around in there it's the stadium for the yomiuri giants who are more or less japan's best uh, baseball team but um when it's configured for mma events which i've never seen there or uh pro wrestling events which uh do happen about once a year new japan is the only company that is currently running promotions out of there and this year they had a massive two-day uh event there um but it is uh it's definitely an incredible place to watch things but you are really far away unless you're spending a lot of money i dropped what i thought was a decent amount on tickets and it's from what i've been told about it it's like going to watch a wrestlemania or going into a very very large arena and you know you're you're pretty much just watching the video monitors you're not necessarily near the action uh like you are at you know e even ryogoku or uh of course koraku and you're gonna be a lot closer for uh, for tokyo dome Every time I've been there for pro wrestling matches, um, I've been, to be honest, disappointed unless I'm standing. The standing section's pretty nice. You have an unobstructed view and um, it's right next to the concession so you can go over, grab a quick drink or what have you. But um, yeah, it's uh, the problem that I've had is that typically they put up uh, pillars because in the middle of the arena, they have um, large circular screen television so that everybody can see and um, it's supported by four pillars underneath it. 
I, for whatever reason, always get an obstructed view, and um, it's far enough away anyway, so it's, I, I don't know, I, I'm almost to the point that I won't go to an event at the Tokyo Dome unless I'm getting great tickets for some reason if i you know decide to splash out on a 250 dollars ticket or you know something like that but it's it genuinely it's not my favorite place to watch it but it is a great place to go for other things uh last weekend actually i just went to a food festival that they had there and when you're actually walking around in the middle of this massive dome in uh in the center of tokyo uh it's really really special it goes up i don't know i'd say probably a thousand feet or so um just absolutely impressive structure to be inside of but what comes with that is that when you're watching an event there the views aren't going to be great so anyway that was just a quick little summary of some of the venues that you might go to if you do wind up coming through in japan so uh yeah like i've always said it's such a special place to be able to come to and watch events in if you have a chance to come through tokyo you will not be disappointed if you are a pro wrestling or mma fan can't recommend it enough. Anyway, guys, that's it for today. Thanks.